Welcome to Ask the $50 Billion Man with high-performance executive success coach, Dan Pena. The only show where you ask and you get complete. No holds Welcome to Ask the $50 Billion Man with high-performance executive success coach, Dan Pena. The only show where you ask and you get complete. No holds barred answers. Head on to www.askthe50billiondollarman.com to submit your questions. And now, your host, Coach Dan Pena. The only show where you ask and you get complete, no-holds-barred answers. Head on to www.askthe50billiondollarman.com to submit your questions. And now, your host, Dan Pena. Hi. Welcome to my uh, podcast. Uh, I'm uh, looking forward to answering a number of questions again today. Um, before I get started with the written questions, as you should know if you're looking at the site, we have a toll-free number. Not many of you have uh, utilized a toll-free number, but uh, my first question today uh, is going to be uh, based on a, t a question from the toll-free number. And uh, so we're going to uh, listen to it, and uh, then I'm going to answer it. Well, hi, Dan. Love your stuff. Uh, my question to you is, are you a madman acting enlightened, or are you an enlightened man acting mad? Okay. Um, from the uh, question, uh, and I'm going to read it again for those of you that might not have been able to hear his accent. Uh, I believe he's Irish. He could be. Maybe he's not. But he asked, are you a madman acting enlightened, or are you an enlightened man acting mad? Now, that's uh, a pretty heavy question, uh, but uh, I'm uh, not an enlightened man acting mad. Uh, I'm probably a, a man mad, mad man acting enlightened. Uh, I know uh, many of the things that I say and have said for the last 21 years are controversial. There's no question about that. Uh, and that's probably why in the early days, though we were very successful in creating equity and value in mentees, uh, we didn't get as much traction as I had hoped, even though I gave seminars all over the country from the East Coast to West Coast of the United States. I gave them all over England. I gave them in Germany. I gave them in the Netherlands. Um, and uh, I gave them in Asia. But it is enlightened. It's enlightened vis-a-vis, -vis, especially starting 21 years ago, the information that I put out, because nobody was saying it. Now, a number of the people now that are in the personal development and success coaching business um, say some of the things that I say. Some of the mainstay speakers have come around to thinking that maybe there's a different way. Uh, but none of them, and I mean this, none of them, tells you the hard, cold, fucking facts like I do. Um, and the, and there's, there's a couple reasons for that. Number one, what I do is not p considered politically correct. Uh, it wasn't considered politically correct back in the mid-late 90s, and it sure as hell is not considered politically correct here in 2014. But it doesn't make it any less true. Uh, as I say, absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. Just because you've never heard it, or you've never seen anybody say it, or you've never experienced it doesn't mean it it's not for real and it doesn't really happen that way. So I am saying things that might be considered crazy, but they work. And especially now after 21 years, about a month and a half ago, the shit works. There's no question about it. We have countless success stories 
and we have you know, guys that turn what they've learned through QLA into billions of dollars of equity and value. Uh, and we've had countless people turn it into tens of millions. And we've had countless people turn it into a million. And we've had even more than countless people turn it into a half a million, et cetera, et cetera. Because when, when you look at the, the numbers, they're, they're staggering, um, but they're real. And we, we can show you uh, that they're real. But the more, more important thing to me is that the question, and the reason I let off with this question, uh, is I want you to act a little mad. I want you to act a little uh, less politically correct. I want you to start being a little more selfish. A lot of the kids that come to the seminar, and remember, I call, I call you all kids, because I'm old enough to be your father, at least, and in many instances, your grandfather, are so politically correct, they're always thinking about somebody else. Well, we've even had, you know, I have a mentee that's a priest, Father George, who's actually responsible for the Romanian uh, translation for, he and his lovely wife, Christina, are responsible for the uh, translation of, of the first hundred million into uh, Romanian. I tell him, I know it's difficult for me to tell a priest, um, you gotta be a little more selfish. And I, I don't mean that in a sacrilegious, sense in any way, shape, manner, or form. But you gotta think a little bit more of yourself and more importantly, your family. Uh, and so I am acting a little mad, but I am an enlightened guy. There's no question about that. So now, that's only one question from the uh, toll-free number. Utilize it, it's there. Uh, it doesn't cost you anything. Uh, and uh, now we'll get uh, going on the written questions. We have a, a bunch of good ones. Um, can you, uh, can you, Dan, I know you don't know me from Adam, and this is a long shot, but hey, uh, if you don't uh, ask, you don't get. This is kind of a prelude. Uh, put me in touch with uh, like-minded from your previous groups, meaning QLA. And the answer is no. And the reason why, there's a very, very good reason that we don't do that. In the early days of the uh, 93, 94, 95, 96, we put people that hadn't attended the seminars in touch. We had like uh, mastermind groups, so to speak. And notwithstanding, I'm a proponent of the mentor system, not the mastermind system. Um, they detract from the focus of the QLA mentees, devotees. So we don't put you in touch. If you come to the seminar and you become part of the group and you become trained, QLA trained, so to speak, um, then, uh, then you, you have access to the network near where you live or in your particular industry. But in general, no. Um, it's the expectation that the board of directors get a percentage of the mothership, that means the, the holding company, uh, and per diem and expenses. No, they do get a percentage, well, no, Yes, yes, no, 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 really. They do get a percentage of the mothership, and that's because when, remember, when we form the dream team, we don't want any money from them. All we want them for their expertise. And often people ask my mentees, why hasn't Mr. Pena put up any money for your deal? And, I, and I, they tell them, this is not my answer, we rather have Mr. Pena's time than his money. Well, it's the same reasoning for the other board of directors, dream team members, we'd rather have their time than their money. So, and we're not paying them because their payment is 
equity in the transaction going forward upon exit. Now, do we give them per diem and expenses? No, not in the early days in the startup. We don't have the money to do that. But once we have traction and once we have cash flow, we would pour, pay normal uh, per diem uh, and uh, normal expenses to attend meetings. Um, and the rest of the question was, because he had, this is from a, a current uh, mentee, he says, if I can't find somebody that will agree to that, should I just keep on looking uh, for additional Dream Team members? And the answer is yes. And the reason that they haven't been, uh, they don't agree with that is because you haven't sold them properly. I've often said, and they, uh, until I'm blue in the face, when somebody tells you no, it's not because they necessarily mean no, it's because you haven't given them the proper information to realize that it's a mistake to say no, so you haven't given them enough information to say yes. Have you experienced these obstacles that I just alluded to in building dream teams? I personally haven't. But me asking somebody to be on a dream team and you asking somebody to be on a dream team are two different things. My credibility, my track record, my 700 transactions that I've been involved in, et cetera, et cetera, goes along with me. Um, but if I, even if I become your chairman or I become your mentor or become a director with you, if I ask them to be on the team, then you're not learning anything. If I go down in a plane uh, or I get hit by a car, then you haven't learned anything. So what we do is we drop you in at the deep end of the pool because we want you to, you know, we want you to swim or sink. And uh, almost everybody does learn how to swim and doesn't sink and doesn't drown. Another question, how difficult have you found it for your mentees to convince uh, potential board members, dream team members, to their goals? It varies from 100% success to 0% success. And it all depends on your own passion. It all depends on your belief in yourself and it all depends on your practice. If you go cold turkey, uh, and uh, because the first person, let me digress a second, first person that you're gonna ask is probably gonna say no. Not because you don't have a great idea, not because uh, you're, uh, uh, he's not really interested, it's because you have not practiced so where you have a uh, liquid flow, so to speak, for your sales pitch. So um, you will experience this, and that's why when we talk about it in, in, in a further podcast, when you go to interview lawyers and you go to interview accountants, why do you interview accountants to be on a success-free basis first? Because they're easier than lawyers. By the time you get to the lawyers, they're harder because they ask harder questions. And I, I tell for, for people that are in big cities, let's say you live in uh, Manhattan, go practice in the Bronx, go practice uh, in New Jersey, go practice someplace else because you're gonna make mistakes. Do you have a detailed weekly reports? Why do you have detailed weekly reports um, uh, from your QLA mentees? The reason I have detailed weekly reports is to show you and to make yourself accountable for yourself. I can tell in a week or two weeks whether you're on track or not. Normally I can tell in the first week. But the reports are for you, not for me. We follow up those weekly reports and some of my mentees give me daily reports. And I'm not suggesting all of you give me daily reports because I don't have time for the, all the mentees I have now to go through daily reports. But a few do give me daily reports. So I allow daily reports only when I think that there'll be the benefit way, in, in a major way, out, um, uh, outsource or out, 
way the effort that it takes for you to put them together and for me to follow up on them. Because I comment on virtually all the reports. And when I don't comment on a weekly report, it's because everything is not okay, but you're going in the right direction. And this is an important thing to point out now. All of you move at a different pace. Some are like jackrabbits out of the starting blocks. Some of you are like tortoises. But the, the important thing that I look for is that you're making progress week by week. Sometimes the progress is only this much. Sometimes the progress is this much. But the important thing is to make progress. Not everybody's gonna to put together their dream team in a matter of a couple months. Not everybody's gonna do their first transaction in the first few months. Uh, but the bottom line is, you all have to make progress. And depending on your own personality, and depending on where I think you are, will depend on whether I push you, pull you, or beat you across the, uh, your goal line. And by beat, I mean metaphorically speaking, obviously I don't hit anybody, uh, but some people need a good, firm boot up their ass, and I'm the right person to give it to. And everybody, you know, there's no lack of leaders, or excuse me, there's no lack of, um, of uh, people wanting to fulfill their dreams. What there is a lack of in this country, in this world, on this planet today, is a lack of leadership. We see that in politics all the time. Uh, and um, the, uh, the one thing that I can guarantee you is that I'll direct you in the right way. You may not like how I direct you, but the bottom line is at the end of the day, you'll cross the goal line. And at the end of the, if you're part of the mentor program, if you're, at the end of that one year, you're gonna be a, a much better businessman and you'll be a much better person. Um, why would you ask yourself, is your life in a coma when, when was the last positive action you personally took? Isn't this doing uh, detrimental things to our self-esteem? <laughs> I enjoy that question. Uh, not because it's funny, but just that somebody would ask me that, that damn thing. I don't really give a damn. I mean, I asked the question because I know it fucking works. Uh, if your self-esteem is so thin, so weak, so fucking non-existent, then you shouldn't be dealing with me and or QLA. And this, you know, at this juncture, I'll, I'll say it again. Countless people, more people have been successful to, with QLA without dealing with me and without coming to the seminar. Okay. A lot of people, mainly because of cost, and I'm gonna get into that later, don't come to the castle and didn't even come to the other seminars, but they're successful. I, I've gotten many, many emails over the years uh, and letters in the old days. Uh, but the bottom line is it works. If you want to accelerate that process, then you deal directly with me or you come to the seminar. But a lot of people have, have been successful in the, in the tens of millions of dollars uh, without ever talking to me in person. Uh, it is true, uh, risk-taking is a big part of QLA. Is it true uh, that risk-taking is a big part of QLA? S super success. Yes. Uh, as Walter Riston, my old banker from Citibank, used to be the CEO of Citibank, told me many, many, many years ago, uh, management is the, uh, no, management is not the elimination of risk, it's the, it's the management of risk. In other words, you can't eliminate all risk. 
there are measured risks you have to take, some bigger than others. I mean, uh, Gates, uh, Jeff Bezos, uh, and uh, Trump, and a lot of other guys have taken some big, big risks and big bets. Not all of them have been successful. Uh, but the bottom line is risk-taking is a part of QLA super success. Uh, do amateurs share doubts? Yes, amateurs share doubts. Professionals don't share doubts. Uh, the classic example, and I'm not saying that uh, Nixon was a good man or a bad man, but when President Nixon was under the Watergate pressure, he said, I will not resign, I will not resign, I will not resign. He wasn't sharing doubts with anybody, whether he was guilty or not, etc., etc. Then one day he said, tomorrow afternoon at noon, I will resign the presidency of the United States. Okay. High performance people don't share doubts. The only people that you share doubts with are your mentors, if you have more, or your mentor, if you have one. And the reason you don't share doubts is because you come home in, in the movies or uh, leave it to Beaver, how was the office, honey? How was it at the office? Oh, everything was great. Now, do you think your significant other or your spouse, or whether it's a man or a woman who's at home and the other one's working, oh, it was lousy, the boss yelled at me, the boss, boss humiliated me, I'm gonna lose my job. Why put stress on, the other, on your significant other? Why put stress on anybody? When, when I have challenges, and I, every, all of us have challenges, I don't share doubts with anybody. My mentors are dead now, God rest their souls. Uh, and the only people that I ever used to consult with, so to speak, were my mentors, Mr. Gratzos, Mr. Orman, and Jim Newland. Um, why do you say you look for people that have more dreams than memories? Quite simple. Many of us, especially as you get older, live on our memories and we don't have any more dreams. Well, when you're building a dream team and when you're, and you're doing your first transactions and you're looking for your first acquisition candidates, you want the guys that you're trying to buy or the people you're trying to uh, uh, get to be on your dream team to be thinking of the future, no matter what their age, not just be s sitting back on their laurels. If anybody could sit back on their laurels, it's, it's certainly I could be one of those individuals, but I don't. And the reason I don't is because I still have some big dreams. And, and quite frankly, in, in the spirit of candor, since my interview on London Real, these, these podcast things have been a lot of fun for me. And more importantly than just because they're fun, which I tell you, if you're not having fun and you're not passionate about what you do, then forget about it, is it allows me to reach more of you than I would otherwise. And I had always discounted podcasts uh, before because of the time you know, involved. And, and when we do our podcast, we have the question, questions uh, written on the bottom, we have some visual effects, uh, visual aids, etc. cetera, uh, because we're trying to do the best job we can. Because whatever we do, we try to do the best job we can. And some of the other podcasts uh, aren't as professional. Um, is it true work ethic and training eliminates fear? Yeah, it is true. By work ethic, I mean working at the right thing. Just work, working long hours and doing the same stupid shit thing over and over again doesn't eliminate fear. But throwing yourself into the breach, throwing yourself into tough situations, I mean, uh, over and over again, uh, you realize that, that, that fear really isn't real. And I, I know there's some other questions later on uh, in this podcast um, that uh, hopefully I'll, I will address that even more. Um, 
is uh, along those same lines. And we got a lot, had a lot of questions about fear. And of course, I say fear is false expectations appearing real. But to, to many people, fear is real. Anxiety, etc., cetera, uh, is real. But uh, fear and anxiety are uh, self-induced. Nobody can make you perspire but yourself, uh, unless you're one of those individuals that has that special uh, ailment uh, that uh, you perspire, perspire for no good reason. Um, but it is an illusion. A lot of the things that you're concerned about or you're afraid of, I don't even give a second thought. Mainly because I realize that it doesn't make a shit. In the cosmos of time, it's not a fart in the wind. But you don't know that. And that's why your dream team and your mentor, so all through these podcasts, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna keep going back to dream team mentor, dream team mentor. Why am I keep, do I keep saying that? Because it's important, because they can save you a lot of heartache. Um, Fill in the blank. This is, they're asking me. Fill in the blank. What is the greatest thing about what you do? For me right now, it's coaching and mentoring. Um, so fill in the blank for you. What is the greatest thing about what you currently are doing? The love you have for it and being the very best I can be. Do you have love for it? Are you trying to be the very best you can be? Well, if the answer to those questions are no, then you're in the wrong field. You're in the wrong endeavor. Dan, why have you decided to do this podcast after so many years, especially since live pods, or excuse me, since, since pods have been available in the past few years? Well, I alluded to it a couple minutes ago. I started to do them now because I saw how damn effective it was for London Real. And again, I thank uh, Brian Rose of London Real. And as I just announced in my, uh, recently in a newsletter, I'm gonna be um, giving uh, another uh, more high profile podcast, one of which is um, uh, Bulletproof uh, Executive Radio. Uh, and there's a couple others that I'm in discussion with. And so uh, I find this is an easy medium. And uh, for me to discover this late in my QLA career, I think is, is quite nice. Uh, not nice like I described in my first podcast, but uh, nice. Uh, and uh, it's, it's an easier gig for me because I can reach more, a lot more people. What is, um, what is, there, is there a difference of raising capital today in today's world? Yes, there is a difference. Since the financial crisis of 2008, 9, 10, 11, arguably, and even 12, it is different to raise capital. It's not harder. At the small end, it may be harder, but it's still very much doable. The only difference is that you have to make more presentations. Uh, you have to make more presentations. Um, that's the only difference. And the next question is, how many presentations do you have to make to get your deal funded? As many as it fucking takes. Some people are lucky on the first or second or third presentation. Some people need to make 10 or 15 presentations, but you, you keep doing it as, as, as long as it takes. Um, what was my personally biggest mistake? I'm glad they asked the biggest mistake. 
because if they just wanted me to list mistakes, I could be here from now until Christmas. My biggest mistake is that my, I set my goals too low. I set my goals too low. That may be hard for you to believe or understand, but for a guy that you know lives in uh, the South China Sea in a big home, uh, has a castle for 30 years, a big estate, with his own golf course and luxurious cars, etc. But I set my goals too too low. When I set my goal, when I first started on my own with Great Western Resources, I set a goal to be I have a two billion dollar company. Uh, I, I fell 1.55 billion dollars short. Nobody's feeling sorry for me, but uh, what if I had set my goals for 20 billion? I set my goals too low. Um, do you see parity uh, in the euro and the US dollar anytime soon? No, I don't see parity. Uh, it's, I'm not gonna go on to explain why, but uh, I, I see um, the, uh, I see that uh, right now it's about 140 or 145 to one, and I and I think it's going to stay around there. <coughs> what do you think about China? Uh, my, my my view on China still hasn't hasn't changed uh, in the last four, five, six years. Um, if I was a young man starting all over again, I'd go to Asia, uh, and uh, one of the reasons that we, we moved here to uh, the Philippines. Uh, seven years ago, and one of the reasons we went to India almost ten years ago is that we uh, Asia uh, is where it's happening with the people. Now a lot of things have happened, um, but uh, China's economy, although they're in perhaps a down, slight downturn now, uh, when you have a 1.3 billion people or whatever the number is, um, there's, there's a lot of commerce that's going to happen there. Um, do I still like healthcare and telecom? The answer is yes. And by telecom, I mean uh, the internet. And uh, every day the internet's changing. Um, and so, I mean, healthcare and people like uh, uh, myself, which I've commented before, uh, want to stay alive longer so they take better care of themselves. And the ones that don't take as good a care of themselves have to pay more medical bills. Uh, and so, uh, focus in on uh, how you cater to the baby boomers like myself the last you know, few years of their life. Um, can you say a few life-threatening activities to expand your comfort zone? This goes back to a question a few minutes ago. If you throw yourself into the breach a few times, you'll be less worried or less concerned about the outcome. As most of you know, back in January, February, I bungee jumped for the first time in my life uh, at age 68 and a half uh, because I hadn't done anything uh, physically straining uh, to myself in, in a while. Um, when I was younger, I used to do a lot of crazy things. Uh, and uh, crazy as deemed by other people, not crazy as deemed by me, um, because I don't want to get too comfortable. And uh, it's, it's, it's easy, and not being braggadocious, but it's easy to get comfortable when you, you don't drive anymore and you have a chauffeur, and, and uh, of course you've got Guthrie, and uh, it's very easy. Uh, and so I find myself, and I don't, I don't want to be satiated. 
and so uh, I find myself, I have to pinch myself every once in a while to make sure I keep continue to push myself. Um, but for actual acts to expand your comfort zone, skydiving, bungee jumping, shark hunting in a cage, in a cage, you can do it in a cage, um, are just a few. Um, I believe there's a question later on about martial arts, uh, but martial arts, uh, but being martial arts trained and not competing and actually getting thumped, uh, I don't believe exp expands your comfort zone any. Um, do I know Bodo Schaefer? Yes, I do. Bodo Schaefer was a mentee of mine back in the uh, mid-late 90s, uh, and uh, arguably the most high-profile uh, success coach in uh, the German-speaking countries. Uh, I trained him. Uh, he says I trained him. I get many people that uh, have come to see me over the years because he speaks highly of me, uh, and he's a very smart guy. Uh, apart from China, how do you judge business opportunities in the Middle East? Um, I think the Middle East is, uh, is booming. Um, and um, it's not like we're going to run out of money anytime soon uh, because of their oil revenues. And they're plowing it back into infrastructure. For those of you that have been to the Middle East, I mean, the countries are just immaculate. Um, I'm not uh, saying I agree with um, the strictness of, uh, of how they treat certain classes of people. Uh, in fact, I don't agree. But uh, I don't see their economies doing anything but uh, go up. Uh, I have a startup building in pharmaceutical software. Is it worth growing by starting a business before? Okay. His current pharmaceutical software company, he's building. Should he build it up more before he makes acquisitions or should he start acquisitions now? The answer is there's never a good time to make a hard decision. So he doesn't have to build it up. He has to build it up ultimately, but he doesn't have to build it up before he makes acquisitions. Um, will your newsletter continue to be free? That's an interesting question. The answer is yes, it's going to be free. If I don't charge you for the QLA product, and I give you all the content in the world on my site for free, and I tell you to go to goddamn torrent, it's not likely, in fact, I'm not going to be charging you for my newsletter. Um, what are the basic rules uh, for making a lot of money? There are, there are not a lot of rules. Hard work, honesty, perseverance, determination, commitment. Pretty simple. Uh, if you were a high performance person in the US, uh, where would you be? I'd be in a major metropolitan city area. New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, Next round of cities, uh, it also depends on the industry though. Next round would be Houston, Dallas, San Francisco, Atlanta, Seattle. That's where I'd be. But it depends for each industry where you want to be. If you're in the Silicon Valley, or excuse me, if you're in uh, internet-based, you want to be in the Silicon Valley, in San Francisco, Silicon Valley. 
just as if you're in uh, Canada, you'd want to be in Toronto for a high tech. Um, what's the most vibrant place on earth? I assume he means, or they mean, uh, to me. There's a lot of them. Uh, as you can see by my schedule, uh, uh, my wife Sally and I travel a lot. Uh, and uh, this year we may have set some records for travel. But um, the, uh, I, 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 like, I like London. I like New York City. Uh, I like Paris. My wife's not as fond of Paris as I am. Um, um, I like Moscow. Um, but there's so many places. And what being a high performance person and creating wealth for yourself gives you choices. So, you know, my bucket list looks different than your bucket list. Um, and, but you create wealth over a series of transactions, as I preach in QLA, you'll create a different bucket list and you'll create a different uh, definition of the most vibrant city for you. Um, do I still do private coaching? The answer is yes. Not very much of it, but I mean, uh, I have done it this year and last year. Uh, but it's at my uh, coaching rate, uh, which most people can't afford. It normally uh, limits to just uh, big organizations or the very wealthy. Um, do I personally have limits? Dan, do you personally have limits to your abilities? I don't believe so. Now, I'm not a brain surgeon. I can't run the 109 flat. There's certain physical things uh, and things that you need a lot of training for that uh, I'm, I'm limited to. But as far as getting things done, uh, I don't look at that I have limits to my abilities. I just don't. Uh, because I know I've done some pretty magical things. And at one point I, last year, uh, a very uh, high profile uh, channeler, psychic, etc., uh, coined me the financial wizard, which then uh, it was changed to the financial magician because I've done some pretty spectacular things with money. I mean, turning $60,000 into 50 million pounds in three and a half months is pretty fucking spectacular. And I've done other things, and not the least of which is creating $50 billion uh, with guys like you, with gals like you, uh, over the last 20 years in equity and value. Uh, can you talk about the failures you had and go through uh, to get across the goal line? My failures are too many. I mean, I, it's, uh, we, don't we don't have enough time for me to talk about my failures. But they're more than my successes. I promise you that. But you have to make failures. You have to make mistakes to get good at something. Uh, I'm pretty good. I'm being modest now, which isn't very uh, like me. Uh, I'm pretty good at just about all aspects of business. Not all, but just about all. Uh, and it's because I failed at just about all aspects of business at one time or another. The different, the big, one of the biggest difference between the audience that's watching this and listening to it and myself is I'm willing to take risks even at 60, uh, oh, I, just almost 69 now. Because I realize it's not gonna kill me. And because in my particular case, I've thought like that since I'm in my 20s. Uh, 
and you guys are concerned about what people think, what people are going to say, etc., etc. I don't think about, I don't give a shit about any of that. I just don't. I never have. Uh, and it's it's a huge, huge, huge geometric lever that benefits me. Um, how often do you plan? Um, how often do you plan to do these podcasts? Time, permit, <coughs> time permitting, at this juncture, monthly, about, about monthly. It depends on my, my time schedule. Uh, and uh, if I can't do them monthly in a, uh, a video format, I will, uh, I, I'm carrying special equipment that I can do uh, on a uh, uh, audio. <coughs> and we're testing. The length of the podcast, what is more applicable or what's the best that I can get the most people to listen to it the most often? Here's an investment question. Uh, that's not this kind of podcast, but I'll answer it. Is it worth investing the share in shares when you think the stock market has already gone too high? Each investment opportunity is different. If you think there's still undervalued companies in a high rising stock market, then the answer is yes. If you think that there's no opportunity, then the answer is no. What role did Jim Newman play in your life? Oh God. It, it, it's, it's, too, it's, it's too large to even encapsulate in a few words. So suffice it to say, he taught me that to release my brakes. The book, the, the famous book that he wrote uh, and he uh, teaches you that we all, almost all, live within our own comfort zone. Meaning that we don't like to do things that make us uncomfortable, the things that we're afraid of, the things that make us uh, anxious, etc., that give us this anxiety. He taught me that I had compared myself to other Hispanic Americans, Latinos back in, my, in the 70s, which I was already considered successful. I had matching Mercedes, I had a Rolls Royce since I'm 26. I had a matching Mercedes, Pena 1 and Pena 2, sitting in my driveway. I lived in a big house. Uh, I, I was married to a beautiful woman. Uh, the, uh, but I knew I wasn't fulfilled. Uh, I tell the story, people ask me, were you ever depressed, Dan? And I say no. My wife tells me that in 1976, just after my 31st birthday, I was sitting uh, in the, our house with the two great Danes that we had, uh, Penelope and Driller, and they, I was drinking a bottle of Jack Daniels straight out of the bottle. I loved Jack in those days. And, I was and they were licking the tears off my cheeks because I realized here I'm 31 and I'm not 10% into my goals that I had set for myself by 40. And I was gonna have to hump like a son of a bitch to get you know, anywhere near my goals because I had, even though I was successful, I had set some pretty big goals. In hindsight, they weren't big enough. Uh, and so I decided I, I needed to go talk to somebody, uh, go to a seminar. I had never been to a seminar at that juncture. So I went to see Dennis Waitley, Psychology of Winning. And I could relate to him. He uh, was a little older than I, well, a lot older, about 10 years older than I am. He uh, had gone to West Point, I believe. Uh, he had uh, been through the Vietnam conflict. Uh, and um, he was uh, successful, and so I heard his Psychology of Winning, which is still a great uh, course, and I asked him, who, who taught you this? And he said, well, my mentor is a guy named Jim Newman. 
I said, what the fuck? I gotta find this guy. So I found him, I introduced myself. Uh, I went to his first seminar uh, thereafter, uh, and uh, 1976, at Pala in, uh, near San Diego in uh, California, and the rest is history. He taught me that I was, com I didn't feel fulfilled because he knew I was competing and I was already considered, you know, the top, uh, top of the rung back in those days. Uh, and uh, as soon as I realized I had to compete against other people, non-Hispanic, non-Latino, non-East Los Angeles, um, then my whole world changed. So did he make a, a huge impact on me? Yes. But then he was kind enough to mentor me until he passed away. Uh, 15 years later, about. Uh, and uh, I mean, it's unbelievable. And uh, I still remember when I came up with my first newsletter in 1993, it was a written format. He, you know, he, he said, are you sure you're doing this? And uh, why do you want to coach? Why do you want to, you know, why do you want to do this, Dan? You've already you know, been successful. I said, you know, I, 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 I want to give back. No, I, I used to say in those days, I think I want to give back because I didn't know how much I'd enjoy giving back at that juncture in my life. And, um, and so I did. And um, the, um, so to say that he was instrumental in my life is one of the great understatements of, uh, uh, of our time. Uh, and I only wish that he was still around to see me as successful as I've been coaching and mentoring um, in, in the last several years. Uh, he, would, he would be very proud of me he, and I wish, and, and one of the regrets I have, not as big as some of the big regrets I have, is that I wish that I had uh, you know, told him how important he was to me uh, when he was part of my life, along with Costa Grazos and along with uh, Jerry Orman. Um, so Jim Newman was a very instrumental part of my life, and um, uh, I think that's a good time for me to close today. Uh, and uh, the, uh, keep the questions coming in. Remember, we have a toll-free number. Um, and uh, as I said uh, uh, a few weeks ago, um, the questions are not limited by, to three anymore uh, because for some of you, this is gonna be like winning the lottery where you win millions of dollars and it changes your life. So submit as many questions as you can or you want to. Just make them pithy and succinct uh, and uh, I will answer them. And until further notice, you can uh, give me as many questions as you want. And when I'm up to here and I'm drowning in them, then I'll, I'll limit them in some way, uh, but now, right now I'm not. Uh, also, just to reiterate, the best question this year, we'll get a free council seminar. You have to get to Scotland, then my chauffeur will pick you up in my Bentley and bring you up to the castle and take you back to either the train station or the um, uh, airport that you come into. And the next four best questions will be my guests either at the castle uh, for lunch and an afternoon of being able to ask me questions, uh, interface with me, or if, you, if you're not in Europe, uh, in America or in any other country you are, and I'm nearest you on my travel schedule, because I get around to just about every place, uh, as you can see by my schedule. And um, the, um, so there's five winners, and we're looking forward to it. And the winner of the ultimate best questions We'll get to attend a, uh, the Castle Seminar free uh, in uh, early 2015. Thank you very much, uh, and uh, I look forward to answering your questions, and um, God bless.
This is AskThe50BillionDollarMan.com's official disclaimer. Comments, questions, and remarks made during any part of this podcast are intended to generate discussion and reflection, but are not legal, accounting, tax, investment, appraisal, medical, or other professional advice or instructions, or factual reporting, all of which are expressly disclaimed. Remember, investigate before you invest. We can't do that for you. You are solely responsible for your investigation, analysis, and decisions made with your independent professional advisors, familiar with your specific and verified facts, and current applicable laws and regulations. Reliance on this podcast, its contents, or its participants for any personal or business decision, including but not limited to legal, investment, or other financial decisions, is disclaimed. No comment, question, or remark, or other content shall be or be construed as an express or implied promise, undertaking contract or agreement, or a waiver of any part of this disclaimer or applicable laws. The owners and distributors disclaim any obligation to supplement, correct, or modify the content of any podcast. No content shall be deemed to encourage evasion or disobedience of any law or the submission to jurisdiction in any country. Reliance upon any facts assumed to be true for the podcast is disclaimed. Persons or entities referred to are fictional, and no depiction or reference to any person or entity is intended. Any seeming resemblance to an actual person or entity is entirely coincidental. All content is copyrighted and may not be used without written permission from Dan S. Pena, Sr.